0: Hey, podcast listeners! Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, "One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother." Let's join Pastor Mike Signorelli right now as he teaches from the Bible about the power of commitment. Well, hey, I wanna welcome everyone who's watching online live right now, everybody in a watch party. Come on, if you're able to, drop a comment right now and let us know where you're watching from. Our team loves to greet you. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. We say welcome home. I hope you understood that that never meant a building, right, because home, you know, you could like live in a building but not have a home. Home is the relationships and the people that surround you and walk through life. And so in that way, we have created home all around the world. So we want to welcome you and get excited, get ready to take notes. This is part two in a series entitled Insignificant Others. And here's the thing, God built us for relationship. We mess it up. The enemy, which we do have an adversary called the devil, messes it up. And it's very difficult in 2020 to be in healthy relationship probably if you're watching this right now, you are either, I'll put it like this, either you are subjected to somebody's toxicity or you're the toxic one or both. And so we need this message today. Last week, I taught about lying and I'm just believing by faith that there's so many testimonies continuing to happen as God just shines his light to expose in our lives the things that we need to change. And listen, whether you're dating, whether you're single by choice or maybe not, maybe you're married, Uh, Or maybe you're just learning how to be friends. How many of you know, watching right now, like being friends is hard nowadays. I don't know when that happened, but it just suddenly got really difficult to be friends with people in the last several years. And so we're living in some crazy times, but God wants you to have health in your relationships. Um, As a matter of fact, we're gonna start with 2 Kings chapter 2. And uh, this message is about commitment. Or I guess you could say it's about abandonment. This message is about loyalty. Um, Or maybe it's, it's about being unloyal to someone. As a matter of fact, while you're finding 2 Kings chapter 2, I think about how oftentimes when relationships are not working out and we feel like somebody abandoned us, the first thing that we do is we search. This is is funny. You might not be good at relationship if you search loyalty memes every time something goes wrong in a relationship. And, you know, it's like we're so much better at posting about relationship that we are at reconciling them. Can I get an amen? All right, it's going to be like that, y'all. Okay, so 2 Kings chapter two. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah, the prophet, up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on on their way from Gilgal. Now, they're taking a journey together. And it says this, and Elijah says to Elisha, please stay here for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha, Elisha says this, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elijah and said to him, now listen, these are the friends who are always trying to sow those seeds of division and get you to break your loyalty with the person. Did you know that today the Lord will take away your master from you? And this is, this is what I love. I, I wish we had a whole church that responds like an Elisha. It says this, yeah, I know it. Keep quiet. <laughs> Come on, somebody in the comments just say, yeah, I know, keep quiet. Say, keep quiet in the comments. You know, there's gonna be a time where you make the decision to be loyal to someone and almost immediately after you make the right decision, you're gonna have to tell your friends, yeah, I've made this decision to stay with my husband, keep quiet. Yeah, I've made this decision decision to keep with my wife, keep quiet. You know, there's gonna be a time where immediately after you make the right decision, somebody's gonna check your decision to be loyal. But I'm thankful for a church full of committed people. Can I get an amen? And it says this in verse four, Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here. So now they're at their second destination. Please stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. So I'm getting ready to go to another location. And he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho and then the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho Jericho drew near to Elijah and said to him, do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from you? And he answered, yes, I know it, keep quiet. This is a second opportunity for him to abandon his mentor, a second opportunity for him to abandon the one that he's connected his life to. And again, now watch, this time it's not just friends. It actually says this, the prophets. In other words, the spiritual people, the people, I'm gonna say it in air quotes, who hear from God are trying to cause him to break his loyalty. Don't you know it's not enough to just pass the loyalty test amongst your friends? Sometimes there's people in positions there's spiritual people who will try to check your loyalty. Come on, did somebody hear me today? I'm just saying that you've got to pass that test in layers and in levels. I, I, listen, if you're watching this right now and you're breathing, there's a 100% chance you've been abandoned, walked out on, cheated and mistreated in life. And, and there's something about the heart of Elisha that is so needed in this time like never before. Watch this, verse six. Then Elijah said to him, please, please, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. So this now is a third location. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. He renewed his commitment a third time. How many of you know to stay married, you've got to say your vows every day in your heart, even if you don't say them every day with your mouth? And there's something about this, this vow that Elijah had made. And he said, I, I've committed, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told you two locations ago. My word hasn't changed because I'm a man of my word. And it says this, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I won't leave you. So the two of them went on and watch this verse seven. 50 men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up and struck the water and the water was parted to the one side and to the other till the two of them could go over on dry ground. And when they crossed, Elijah said to Elijah, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elijah said, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not, it will not be so. I'll tell you what, I need some loyal people in my life. I need some committed people in my life. I don't need fair weather friends. We've crossed that line. Like, I've, I have don't know about you watching right now, but I've come into a season in my life where I don't need people who are half in anymore. I need people who are for me when I have a good day and they're for me when I have a bad day. I mean, does anybody know what I'm talking about? And Elisha had this heart that was so committed to Elijah. You know, I need to redefine loyalty. Last week we redefined or actually gave a proper definition for what. It means to lie. I want to give you a real definition of loyalty because I'm just telling you, in the midst of a political season, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of an impending election, right now the world's definition of loyalty is agreement. But loyalty is not agreement, it's commitment. Let me just say that for everybody watching in the back, everybody seated way in the back of our digital audience. Loyalty is not agreement, it's commitment. If loyalty was agreement, you're never gonna stay married for more than a week. If, look, come on, you're never gonna build the business that you say you're gonna build if your definition of loyalty is agreement. It's commitment. I'm committed to you even when we don't agree. That's what makes me loyal. And that's the kind of loyalty that God is looking for in the earth. You know, you know, so many people, and this is kind of the day and age in which we live right now, so many people are like, hey, man, listen, my boss doesn't pay me enough. So I'm just going to do the bare minimums. But that's not God's definition of loyalty. That's not God's definition of commitment. And, And there's something deeper and we've lost that. Right now, I can only empathize with what it means to be single in this earth. I mean, I've got friends who are single and they're on the scene right now. And it is so vicious. People, their loyalty to you only extends as far as what you can do for them. And it's almost like, and this is the true test of loyalty, is are you loyal when we disagree, and are you loyal when it stops benefiting you? And I think probably one of the reasons why we cried at the notebook, I know you cried, is because the relationship got to a point where as the Alzheimer's began to advance, it was simply a one-sided relationship, but see, that didn't affect the loyalty I actually have watched several viral videos where you know someone's wife gets into a tragic accident and they completely lose their ability to walk. And yet the husband says, she no longer can do anything for me, but I'll do everything for her because I'm loyal. And my loyalty was never based exclusively on what she can do for me. And when we see that kind of love on display, there's something that activates inside of all of our hearts that says, I want and need that kind of loyalty. And, and I think that we're living in a season where God is provoking that like never before. You know, when God had put the dream in my heart for V1 Church, it started as just 18 people in a living, in a living room in Huntington. And, and I couldn't always be with them. I was living in Indiana still at the time, but their loyalty was so much deeper than an experience that you had in a physical location. They were just meeting in a home, but they said, we are the church. And one of these days we'll upgrade it into a building But even if that never happens, it can't affect our loyalty to each other. And those 18 people, because of their consistency, turned it into thousands in less than four years. And there's just a power that comes from loyalty and commitment that can never come any other way. You know, When I think about this this message, 2 Kings chapter 2 is such a classic message, and yet what people always preach on is the double portion and what they always miss is the commitment. Oftentimes when we read the Bible, the things that we so often see are the things that we already acknowledge in ourselves. And so if you're not a committed, loyal person, but you're a person who wants a blessing, you might read the blessing and miss the burden of commitment. You know, you might read into this, oh man, Lord, I want a double portion. Lord's like, you don't understand, Elijah got that double portion because he stayed committed to a man who was at the end of his career. As a matter of fact, Elijah had only performed one more miracle. And so it wasn't like Elisha was sticking around because he was just looking for more miracles. What he was saying, and this is so profound, and I, I hope there's something stirring in your heart right now because I, the body of Christ needs to learn the lesson of Elisha in this season. I mean, there's an impartation that's happening spiritually right now as you're hearing my words. It, it's He was actually saying, I know that you're coming to the end. I know that it's almost over. I know that your duration of time on this earth is almost over, but I'm going to prove to you, Elijah, that I never followed you for the miracles I followed for the man. I was connected to who you were. Even if you don't do another thing, I'm here for you. And see, there's, there's so many times where, especially in this era right now, oh man, this pastor's not preaching what I wanna hear. I'm gonna go to another pastor who preaches what I, it's like we've created the Netflix experience of church where we're like, we're committed to what entertains us. We're committed to what speaks into the topic that we wanna hear. But Elijah was saying like, I didn't subscribe to a Netflix experience of the prophetic when I attach my life to you. And people who are prophetic are so guilty of being unloyal people because they want something that tantalizes. They want something that gives them the goosebumps. But what I love about the prophetic dimension that was so alive inside of Elisha is he said, I understand that the foundation of all prophecy is a relationship. The prophet must know God and the prophet must be mentored by a prophet. And I understand that it's gotta go so much deeper because miracles are cheap. They're gifts from God. You can't earn a miracle, it's not a reward. And so he's understanding that's cheap, but you know what cost, commitment costs. Commitment costs. I don't wanna be the kind of church that's chasing miracles but doesn't understand the commitment costs. And it's so convicting to think about this because Elisha was that kind of person. Now watch what it unlocked. This is what happens. Elijah himself said, Elisha, you're stubborn. You're stubborn, what you've asked me is a hard thing, but if you're with me when it's over, when you're with me, when I can't do anything else on this earth, you will receive that double portion. If you're watching this right now, can I just tell you, you're very close to your double portion. You're very close to, if you haven't given up. See, unusual commitment always unlocks and releases unusual favor. Unusual commitment unlocks unusual favor. See, there came a point, like I preached last week in my marriage with Julie, where we just said, you know what? Julie, I I fail so much as a husband, but you're gonna continue to be committed to me. I, I know that you're not every, you know, see, this is what it means to be in a relationship in your 20s. You build up this fantasy that you're gonna meet somebody who's gonna be everything you ever want and needed. Because if your definition of commitment is you meet my needs, then you're gonna have a hard time in a relationship. What instead happened was me and Julie just made a decision. I'm gonna commit to you in a way that is unusual amongst our age group. I'm gonna commit to you in a way that's unusual in our cultural context. I'm gonna commit to you, an unusual commitment always unlocks unusual favor. There's something that happens in the local church when you get rooted and you say, I'm I'm gonna have an unusual measure of commitment to this house and and I'm I'm gonna allow my roots to go deep. There was something that Elijah was accessing that couldn't have been accessed any other way. And all of a sudden, The biblical account is that the whirlwind comes and it takes up Elijah. And as it takes Elijah up, his mantle falls. The very first thing that Elisha does is he grabs his rod. He grabs Elijah, his mentor's rod. He strikes the Jordan and a miracle begins to take place. And then twice as many miracles occur in Elisha's ministry. But it was rooted in his commitment. It was rooted in his commitment. You know, I was thinking about this story of a a young boy who was an orphan and he was raised in an orphanage in Michigan. And as he grew older, he got a vision. The vision that he had was to make a pizza restaurant and he made that restaurant as he got older. And actually, uh, as a result of kind of like going through business and being successful, he got to a point where his business partner lied to him, stole a whole bunch of money from him. And it really was so significant that he could have shut his business down, but he decided I'm gonna keep this pizza restaurant going. Well, shortly after that, they encountered a tragic fire. And when that fire happened, it burnt his restaurant down to the ground and the insurance company only paid him pennies on the dollar. And then he could have given up, but see, he was committed to the vision. He was committed to the mission that he felt that God had given him. And then he said, you know what? I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to do things differently. And in this era, and this is over 30 years ago, many people come to the restaurant to get their pizza, but I've got a vision where I'm gonna create a delivery system to bring pizza to the people. And that guy birthed Domino's Pizza. As a matter of fact, several years ago, he sold that entire business for a billion dollars. <laughs> And that's what happens through the power of commitment. He and, and now he uses a significant portion of his money to be generous to orphans around the world. See, at every single juncture, there's gonna be multiple opportunities to break your vow, to break your commitment. See, what happened with Elisha is every time he committed himself to Elijah, somebody rose up, whether it was a friend or a prophet and said, hey, here's your opportunity to stay where you're at. Here's your opportunity to stop. Here's your, see many people say they're just taking a break but a break will turn into a prodigal journey real quick. Oh I just need to take a break from ministry. Your break is going to actually turn into a prodigal journey and so there's so many opportunities and Elijah understood that I'm not going to take a break I'm going to take a rest. I'm not gonna take a break, I'm gonna take a rest. There's a difference because I'm committed to the vision of what God told me can be unlocked as a result of staying with someone. Staying with someone. What if the greatest testimony of this church is that the same 18 people that were in a living room in Huntington's on Queens end up being the same 18 people on the front row of a stadium? What does commitment look like? What if it's me and Julie saying, hey, we don't have a perfect marriage, but through all these years we've grown together instead of growing apart? I think about the words of Jesus that are echoed in the book of Hebrews where it said this Remember, God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, something that I'm reminded of is how it's possible to stay but still forsake. To stay but still forsake so often you end up becoming a roommate with the person that you're married because you didn't leave, but you still forsake them every single time that there's this emotional coldness. You know, it's, it's, possible, it's possibly like, well, I haven't left my church, but I'm forsaking my church. It's, it's almost like there's this coldness that happens. And, and you know, the disciples were asking Jesus, well, how do we know that we're getting to the end of the age? And he said, here's how you'll know. Everyone will be offended the offense will turn to, to hatred. The hatred will actually breed betrayal. And then watch this. It says, and their hearts, and it said, he said it like this, the hearts of many will grow cold. Almost as if the most apocalyptic thing that can happen in the end of the age is that people's love grows cold. You know, I think that we're living in this time right now where it's so easy to lash out. It's so easy to give your opinion. It's so easy to judge. And I I really feel like our offense has turned into hatred. The hatred has turned into betrayal and the betrayal has caused our hearts to grow cold. And what Jesus was saying was, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It means that I'm gonna do more than just be present. I'm gonna be present and I'm gonna be passionate. I'm gonna be present and I'm gonna be passionate. See, there's something about relationships that require us to guard our hearts so that our hearts don't grow cold. Elisha, they could have said, well, yeah, Elijah's an old man. He's over his time. He's probably got one more miracle left in him. It's time to bounce, Elisha. You're better than that. Elisha, you're so much of a better preacher. Elijah, you're so much of a, come on, do you hear it? It's like, you're a better wife. You don't need to be treated like that by him. You're a better, come on, you're better than him. There's some times where people will try to pull you away and cause your love to go cold. Maybe you've even wrestled in your own heart. Like maybe this is the time, this is the time where I finally walk away. This is the time where I finally leave. But I want you to check and examine your commitment because I believe that there's something, there's an unusual favor. There's an unusual favor that's unlocked from unusual commitment. When I think about the love that Jesus had for me, Jesus said, Mike, I know you don't look anything like you're going to look. (laughs) I know that being in relationship with you, Mike, doesn't do much for me because of all your faults and all your failures. The Bible says, and while you were yet a sinner, I died for you. Before you were a powerful preacher, before you were prophesying to the nations, before you could sing and write songs, before you can do all the parlor tricks of Christianity that we've created in the 21st century, while you were still dead in your sin, I died for you. In other words, when you could offer me nothing, I committed to you. I put my love out on the line There's something about commitment. I want that kind of church that says, hey, forget about you serving us. How can I serve you while you're serving this house? How can I help develop you in your callings and deploy you? And and, and then how can I go the journey? And and, and is is there such a love that we have and such a passion that we have for each other that says, I wanna go the distance with you. Do you remember when you used to serve on the worship team? Oh yeah. Do you remember when you used to preach? Do you remember when? It's like, are we more than our titles? Are we more than our gifting? Are we more than our looks? I, I, th- I think about how paralyzing it could be, you know, especially to feel like you're always trying to present yourself. You're always trying to, you're trying to peacock your way into higher positions in life. And what I love about the heart of Elijah, is Elijah said, my loyalty to you, Elijah has nothing to do with your gifting, has nothing to do with your abilities. I'm gonna stay with you until the end. And every single time my friends try to draw me away, every single time, even position of power and people who are in those positions try to draw me away, I've made my commitment to you. And then Elijah said, because of that, you're gonna receive a double portion. Because of that, you're gonna receive a double portion. Listen to me, there's a double portion that's waiting right now in this season for those who commit. I'm telling you, the gift of a pandemic is a double portion the gift of a global pandemic is a double portion. Who are the faithful ones? When nobody wakes you up for the dream team to load in at four o'clock and five o'clock in the morning, when nobody scheduled you for a position. Come on, there's a gift of a pandemic and it's a global portion. I'm telling you this, true worshipers are arising all around the earth. True servant-hearted people are arising all around the earth. There's, it's, it's almost like it's, like, it's like the first week of your marriage is the honeymoon, but then there comes a time there's, there's a gift, there's something like that happens when you say at, at a marriage conference, everyone who's been married for 50 years or more, please stand. And there's just something that causes an audience of a people to erupt in praise because they're like, you know, I know you didn't do that on, on accident. And so right now, it would be easy to walk away from God. I feel like there's many of those right now in this global pandemic and in this political madness that it would be easy to even sort of distance yourself from God in this season. To say, God, I tried it your way. I tried it your way. But there's something that he just keeps calling you back to. And even when you try to walk away from God, I hear those words in the book of Hebrews that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even to, even when you try to leave me, I will never leave you nor forsake you." See, there's something about that word forsake, forsake. What does it mean to forsake someone? It means to break your loyalty to them. God is saying, I'm staying loyal to you. I'm staying loyal to you. I've made a gift, look, I'll put it like this. Sometimes He gives you gifts, And God will be more loyal to the gift that's inside of you. He'll be more loyal to the destiny inside of you. When I think about Jonah, Jonah did a swan dive off of the boat to try to abort his destiny. And God says, even when you try to walk out on the calling that's on your life, I'm more loyal to that calling than you are. There's so many people, God, what's my purpose? God's saying, I'm more loyal to your purpose than you are. I'm more committed to your purpose than you are. I died on the cross. provision, the forgiveness of all of your sins. You can run away, but I will never leave you nor forsake you. I called you before the foundations of the earth, and I didn't make a mistake. I'm not a God to lie, neither repent towards man. And when I said I called you, I'm loyal to you, and nobody can talk me away. Nobody can talk me off of the thing that I'm standing on. It's a firm foundation laid by Jesus Christ and built up upon the foundation of the apostles it's the church come on if you're watching this right now your future is not fragile because the Elisha in your life literally is the spirit of god right now it's the holy spirit through jesus christ saying you couldn't get rid of me if you tried i'm hunting you down i'm following you into every single place that you try to distance yourself from me. And, you know, I wanna close on this story. I'll never forget that I was in a bar in Chicago and I was playing with my band and we would do this thing where we would would play a set of music that had Christian influenced lyrics, but it was, you know, basically we'd play it in secular venues. And um, and this was the very first time this happened. I was in Chicago and on the north side of Chicago, and all of a sudden we were in the key of D, just noodling, trying to make a moment. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, start singing about nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so I started to sing that song and the band flowed with me. And we're right there in the middle of the bar. And for most people in the bar, they really had no idea what we were doing. They just assumed that we were just being eclectic and spiritual. But there was one guy that I noticed that was sitting on a bar stool and he was just uncontrollably crying. I mean, like, I mean, just gone, completely hunched over, just weeping. So at the conclusion of our set, I found him. And I said, hey, I noticed during that moment, uh, nothing but the blood of Jesus, you were just crying uncontrollably. And he told me, he said, I left my wife, walked out on her, resigned from my position as the worship leader of my church and tonight came to the bar for the very first time and said, I'm giving up on God. And he said, it was in this bar that you begin to sing that song and reminded me that God now came to me I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you until the very end. I'm not going anywhere. And there is a double portion that is getting ready to be released on your life. Do not give up on God. Do not give up on your purpose. Do not give up on your destiny. I'm telling you, God is about to release a double portion. I wanna pray right now because I feel the anointing. We're gonna worship. And I want you to spend the last duration of this service just in worship before the Lord, because something so special is happening in the atmosphere around you right now. Come on, just like the whirlwind took Elijah. See, see, natural commitment in the natural will release supernatural events to begin to occur. And right now, if you will just confess with your mouth and you will commit with your life, you will release the supernatural in your life right now. Come on, just use my words with me. Everybody just begin to pray this. Pray this in whatever nation you're watching right now. And wherever you're watching, maybe it's a watch party, maybe you feel completely alone, but this is a time to commit, commit. Come on, just say these words. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I commit to you because you committed to me on the cross. And I'm thankful that there is a double portion of favor that's being released on my life because Father, I commit to you, and you've committed to me, and my future is fixed in you. Come on, let's shout amen. Amen. Come on, let's sing. To hear more from Pastor Mike and V1 Church, go to v1.church or download the V1 Church app now.